it's different breeds than yeah. you're used to. Yeah. You have two Yorkies. This is a golden, golden doodle. doodle. And I keep saying it's it's a big dog and a little body. Yeah. It's all She's that a mini. biting mentality. And the poodles, I guess, are just nuts. Yeah, they're high strung. They're yeah. very obedient and they, they're very, very smart. Oh, yeah. People but, are very impressed with her tricks. Like she, at nine weeks old, she learned all the, like, sit, shake, Play, all that. She's going to be unlocking the deadbolt to your front door and escaping. Please, God, no. And, like, opening up the trash. Well, you have the trash inside the cupboard. Mm-hmm. But any trash that has, like, even, like, a step, they look at you and they're like, okay, you step on that little thing and that opens. I'll step on that little thing and I'm going to put my fat head in that trash and rip out all your tampons because that's fun. Yum. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a snack. And then they get stuck in your butthole and you have to pull them out. Oh, my God. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. I am glad that you had one hell of a week, your first week at home. Thank you. Not working, full time, getting shit done, powering through. There getting were times my where shit I, together. You were you would text me and I was a little jealous. I'm like, man, I wish that I had her time right now because I had like a crazy ass week at work because last month we're, it was, we're at the beginning of a month so it's new shit going on and tail end of a month is always mm-hmm. crazy for client work so I'm kind of riding off this huge tidal wave right now and mm-hmm. you're like yeah I went to the gym and I, I'm doing all my homework and my webinars and I'm like oh, she's so good. But she I, should come over to my house and do some work. <laughs> I'll put you to work. But we're going to talk about some of those things today and how to help with that. Yes. With that, with that time and with that busyness. Yes. Yes. I Yes, exactly. So our topic today is on the lines of time management, but basically why balancing your time is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I want to start off with a quote by Marshall Goldsmith, and it's, if we do not create or control our environment, our environment creates and controls us. Amen, sister. So basically what we're going to be talking about today is gaining control over your time and taking it back, getting rid of the balance, Get like, like we've talked about before in past podcasts about how balance is bullshit, busyness is bullshit, and the three things that cause us to really have time sinks in our day and how we can regain that, Mm -hmm. how we can get back on track. So the first thing that I want to talk about is why balancing your time is complete bullshit. And I know Lindsay has said in our past podcast about work-life harmony and how work-life balance and balance in general is a complete myth and an illusion. Um, Balance implies that we give equal amounts of energy to and time to everything. So For example, you would give 33% to your family, 33% to work, 33% to relaxing, or however you divide up all your time, that everything is equal. And if you really think about it, um, are you really satisfied with giving your family only 30% of your energy, or even your work only three, you you know what I mean? Like you, you can't divide up time equally. It's just... It, or your energy or anything like that. That's not how it works. It's not feasible. It's not how you should do it either. The world's most successful people give 100% of their time to whatever it is they're doing. 
And there's the quote, I, I know that they said this too in our, in your training for the life coaching, um, how we do anything is how we do everything. Yes. So nobody should be satisfied with, with balance because it isn't balanced. It's completely uneven and it's unfair. So just talking about the most successful people and the way they manage their time, because we can really draw from those people and what they're doing to create create success in their life so that we can create success in ours. Um, the most successful people are successful because they learned how to master their time. They understand that balance isn't the goal. Greatness is the goal, mm-hmm. which is so important. Like we really just need to stop thinking about trying to balance things out because it's just not, it's not realistic. It's going, it's going above. It's yeah. going above everything you thought you could do or you want to do. It's the thing that your parents said when you were growing up. You can do anything you want. Well, you know what? That's really fucking true because if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. You may not know how right now, but you can figure it out and accomplish it. Yep. And that's what it's about is being great, not being balanced or being even keeled or giving your attention the same to everybody. I know a lot of moms, you know, we we go back to the guilt factor of, you know, spending time on building a business, for example, or, Mm -hmm. you know, allocating those that precious time and how we try to bring it to balance. And it's like, no, it's not always going to be that way. We want to be great. We want to give 100% to whatever it is we're doing so that we can be great. Um, Successful people have also learned the important truth that Time is a construct that we have made up. Mm -hmm. And so since it's something that we made up, we literally made up time. It's not something that's tangible that anybody can touch or feel or see. It's all relative because sometimes you can be out there having a good time and an hour flies by. And then sometimes you can be on a treadmill and that one minute feels like a freaking eternity. (laughs) Horrendous time. So time is made up, and that's the good news is that means that you can accomplish any goal imaginable in a very short length of time if you want to, if you set your mind to it. And we're actually going to talk about ways you can do that. Successful people know how to use the time that they have been given or the time that they have in the day. In order to get back on track, you need to do the one thing, no matter how big or small, and do it well. And that goes back to the world's most successful people give 100% of their time to whatever it is they're doing Mm -hmm. and how you do anything is how you do everything you're gonna hear that probably over and over because it's so true and really what that means is i think we should probably break that down a little bit because it kind of sounds kind of highbrow or high level but basically if you do something half-assed because you're rushing through it's kind of like your mo like your underlying mo like we don't want to be that way right Mm mm-hmm say you're working out or say you have a time limit to do something. I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and you stop at eight. Yeah. And you're always stopping short. You're never, you feel like you gave it a good go, but you're never really finishing. So you cleaned a room, but you didn't get through the closet or you washed your car, but you didn't shine those tires. It's, you know, those things sound silly, but it, you're never really doing it to completion. So, And everyone has a different definition of what is clean and what is whatever. Right, but, right. But if you said, I'm going to run 10 minutes, or your trainer says, run 10 minutes, and you ran eight and said, yeah, I ran 10 minutes. No, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't do it. It's like when I when I sneak in like two less reps when Christy's like, how many have you done? Uh, you know, 50. <laughs> <laughs> 
feel real swole right now. So basically, if you're if you're kind of cutting corners, you're probably cutting corners on everything in some fashion or yeah. form. And that was my point. If you're yeah. stopping at eight minutes, you know, you're giving 80%. Totally. So we really want to make sure that we are giving everything and that's that the focus is on the focus and not the balance. And let me make one more point. You may feel like you're giving 100%. And I'm not saying that if you do eight minutes on a treadmill, you're doing 80% in your life and you should, you're doing a B, you know, giving a B effort. But it's really to bring awareness to it where take a look at what you're doing and take a look where you're like, oh, that's good enough. Oh, that's fine. Oh, I did that much. Listen to your thoughts about it and recognize those times when if you just gave the extra 20% or two minutes to it, how much time that would save you later and how much fucking better you're going to feel when you do complete it to completion. Right. Exactly. So the moral of this is, or Grant Cardone, he says, don't seek time balance, seek time abundance. Mm, I love that. And the one way that we can seek abundance of time is by cutting out fluff distractions, and procrastination. And when we do cut out those three things, we'll find that time is more abundant than we ever thought was possible. So we're going to actually go through each of these three things. We're going to talk about what it is, and then we're going to talk about how we get rid of it. How do Mm -hmm. we ditch it? So the first one is fluff. And William Irvine says, people are unhappy in large part because they're confused about what is valuable. And we've done a podcast in the past about the V word, which is values. So we're hopefully in tune to what we value most in our lives and what is important to us. And that all comes into play. And part of the reasons we did that podcast as an earlier episode was really knowing those things, what we value, what's important to us is really what's going to help us determine so many things on how to get your shit together in the future. Because when you know that you can be like, oh, you know, litmus test, does this pass? Mm -hmm. Um, And can I say that if you, one, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to that one about values. After I had proclaimed my values and went through and did the work to really outline what my values were, and when I looked at them, when I knew that they resonated with me, my days are different. Granted, my schedule is different now, but my days are different. I know what's important to me. And when I have in the back of my mind that when I feel out of sorts, that's because I'm not aligned with my values. It makes sense. And I can go back to that. And it's almost like a reference. Like, let me go back. Let let me check back in. And you have something to check back in with. And it makes it, it makes it real. It makes it, you know, more, you can't touch them, but it makes it more tangible, so to say. I'm so glad that you said that because- When we're talking about fluff, fluff are the things that you fill your time with that are not valuable or important. Mm -hmm. And that's different for everybody. Some people may find value in some of the things that we list out here in a second that, you know, somebody else might not think is valuable and wasting their time on, or maybe it's not a waste of time. This is why knowing your values as well as what you value that's important is going to come into play, like Lindsay just said, If she feels out of sorts, if she feels like she's off track, she does a little gut check and go, okay, hold on a second. Is this aligning with what I think is important? And then, you know, you can get rid of the fluff. You can get rid of these little activities that are not serving you in that moment. It's easier to avoid the fluff. Exactly. So some things that would 
we could consider fluff are, I mean, obviously social media, TV, YouTube, online shopping. Sorry, ladies. (laughs) That's one of mine. I know. (laughs) Me too. Uh, Gossip, cat videos, complaining, constantly or habitually checking your phone and notifications. Mm -hmm. Those are just to name a few. Basically, it's the tangible things that are filling your time. And it's not the stuff that we fill our days with. It's the stuff that we fill the gaps with. It's the little mindless activities that you probably don't even realize that you're doing. Um, and then we sit here and we tell every, you know, we say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It was so busy today. Busy, 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 busy. And then we look back and we're like, well, what the hell did I actually accomplish? And maybe two things, you know, that were maybe semi-important or maybe mm-hmm. not important at all. And then we filled the rest with all this fluff crap. We have a disease of being busy and it's just a flat out lie. And um, when we peel back the layers of being busy, it turns out that we've actually just been lazy and undisciplined and we've let too many unimportant things take us away from what really matters. So, oh, Tim Ferriss, he said it best, being busy is a form of mental laziness. It's the discipline that matters. It's that self-discipline that we have to kind of talk ourselves through throughout the day. It doesn't come naturally. Right. It's very easy to avoid because we have so many distractions in front of us each day. The discipline is the hard work. And again, we've talked about being uncomfortable and doing things to that, you know, to get you to your goals. And it's all those small things that add up that make the difference. And it's that compound effect. All these small things. Well, all these distractions, avoiding and and the fluff all adds up too because it if just, you do something in your day and you're like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. I just do it for 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by 365. Yep. How much time do we waste with fluff and bullshit? Yes. It's so, true. so much. And and that's the thing. So that that's going into here. So like what you're saying is making sure you stay disciplined enough to get rid of the fluff. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. We have some tips for you at the end of this. Yeah, so, we're going to go through some yeah. of those, but start start brainstorming now. Like we're going to get through these other things, but discipline is huge. You really you really have to know what you value, obviously, to get rid of the fluff yeah, to stay disciplined. It starts discipline. with your values. Um, and really, it's it's about what you value and also what's honestly important. So, so let's talk about three steps in order to ditch this fluff crap that keeps coming up in our lives. Like Lindsay just said, if you do something for 20 minutes a day and you add that up and you do it every single day and you add that up at the end of the year, that's a lot of time that you just wasted that you could have been doing something else. It's like getting a latte, a $5 latte every day and adding that through the year. How much money could you save if you just had coffee at home? If minutes were money, we would treat time way differently. We would treat time so much differently. Yes. Um, So the first step of ditching the fluff is being mindful. And this is exactly what Lindsay was saying. You really can't go through life on autopilot. How many times have you driven home from work? Like you're like, wow, I didn't even pay any attention Mm -hmm. to what I was doing because I was just like Mm -hmm. on autopilot. And you really can't get rid of the fluff when you're not thinking because it's a mindless activity 90% of the time. After you've decided to be more mindful, you need to then evaluate. Is this important to me right now? So if you catch yourself fluffing, (laughs) (laughs) is this important to me right now? For example, I'm going to use Instagram because that's one of my favorite fluffers. I can say, (laughs) I can say, 
is this important to me right now? And I can tell you, honestly, 95% of the time, Instagram is not important to me right now. Um, Is this getting me to my goals? No, probably not. Is it making me feel good? Yeah, it's a temporary feel good, which is, you know, the things that we all love and and crave because we love instant gratification. Um, But is there a better use of my time right now? So those are some questions you can ask yourself once you realize that you've been caught fluffing. You You gotta ask yourself and evaluate whether it's important or not. And that's where you can do the litmus test back on your gut check on your values and your goals and whatever you've the work you've done on that and say, hey, is this is mm-hmm. this really where I would need to be spending my time right now? And then you got to make a decision. If it's a good use of your time, if you really want to be on Instagram for your 15 minutes of veg out mode, then yeah, I mean, you go girl, you know, get your get your whatever, get your fluff on. But if it isn't, you have to move on. You have to catch yourself and say, nope. And that's where the discipline comes in. Right. Like you gotta, you can't. And, and the mindfulness and touching back on that, that mindfulness part, I know some might say, well, you know, I'm just spontaneous and I just kind of like live my day, you know, and it's, that's what we're talking about. You have to have more of a structured day to really accomplish what you want to and to be as productive as you would like to be. Cause we all love when we had a a day or whether it's at home at work and you're like, yeah, I fucking killed it today. Like mm-hmm. I, I had an excellent day and it, that doesn't come with spontaneity, right? That doesn't happen. It's a disciplined, well-organized day and mindfulness means being in the present and we all should practice that more because that's all we have, right? Right. Is the present. It's not the past. It's not what's coming up in five minutes. It's really, that's all we have right now is right now. Yeah. Just speaking from my own personal everyday life that I am guilty of all of these things. This is not something that I'm immune to. It's not something that Lindsay doesn't struggle with. We all have these these struggles. And so these are things that I've figured out that work really well for me. Like I'll, I, I just did it today. I was in like major purge mode at home and I, I needed a break. And so I sat and fluffed for a minute on 15. Like I gave myself 15 minutes on Instagram just to like, you know, dawdle mm-hmm. around and waste time Yeah, and um, got on with my day. I used the discipline to get on with finishing what I started. Yeah. Mine isn't so much social, social media. I'm not a social media buff. No, you're not. I could really care less half she the just, time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you did your first story. Good job. Yeah, it took me forever to do my first Instagram story. Yeah. And I barely post anything and I know that will change as my business evolves and I need to have a different presence, but that will also that will be a different that will be a mindful purposeful time so on Instagram. Your, what's your fluff of mine choice? is online shopping. Oh dear. And like online little live you know, auction things are just, I love to spend money at night when I'm like bored, bored as fuck and had like a bottle of wine. Yeah. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? It's, I'm sure everybody probably has their thing from that list that they just, you know, I have a friend, she loves cats and it's, she's a big cat video person and that's her thing. And I'm like, great. Not, I can't get on YouTube because I will get sucked down the YouTube hole. Yeah. More than I would Insta or Facebook. Yeah. 
But online shopping, like, forget it. Seriously. Well, and you know what? There's a time and a place for this stuff, too. Like, if you do want, like, you really, it's about figuring out what's important to you at that moment. And if you really just need some time to just Mm -hmm. blow, then fine. Do what you got to do. Um, it's what slows me point. down is when an Amazon box shows up and I don't know what it is. <laughs> what did I order? You have a problem. <laughs> you do. We have a, we have a similar problem at our house. I'm like, he, Jake's like, did you get some from Amazon? I'm like, no, I think that's you. He's like, I'm no, oh, no, it was me. That's bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kyle bringing a box of like, he's like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. What is it? He's like, oh, it has your name on it. I'm like, let's see. It's very exciting. It's like Christmas. <laughs> Surprise. Did I drunk shop again? Um, speaking of, this is a perfect segue into our next topic of time-wasting choice, which is distractions. <laughs> um, so obviously, today's world is chock full of distractions. And I did a little bit of research on this. Time magazine recently reported that humans now have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. That's fucking absurd. (laughs) Let me tell you, a goldfish can hold its attention or concentration for nine seconds. Whereas our digital world and constant bombardment of shit has zapped our focus to a mere eight seconds. That's disgusting. It's sad. Can we just think about that for a minute? Yeah. The the little tiny creature swimming around in the bowl on your counter can concentrate for longer than you can. <laughs> it's so bad. It's terrible. Um, so we have, you know, it's it's really the digital world has kind of taken over our brains and our attention spans, which is really sad. There's really no getting away from it. We have text messages, push notifications, badge icons, which are those little red things on your phone, phone calls, emails, an ever-growing, never-ending to-do list, you name it, Amazon packages, The door, someone's at the door. It's, it's nonstop, mm-hmm. and we're bombarded all the time with all the shit everywhere. It's unavoidable. It's going to happen, but there are ways that you can ditch distractions or at least minimize them. And so I'm going to go through some of those right now. These are ones that have worked for me, and I'm a business owner. They don't work all the time, but they do work the majority of the time. And you can feel free to chime in on any of these if they've helped you. Um, Number one, turn off the push notifications on my iPhone. And I have an iPhone, so I don't know about the other phones, but I'm sure it's the same. Um, And when I say turn off push notifications, I mean all of them. The last thing that you need to do while you're trying to concentrate on something is have your phone say, hey, 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 woohoo, me over here. I'm flashing. Check me out. Check me out. There's a weather alert. Here's the New York Times. It's very important. Yes. Guess what happened? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's not important. Just turn them off. I I swear. Like I would get New York Times because I have I have a subscription, and every breaking news thing would. And I have an Apple Watch, so not only would it light up my phone, but it would light up my wrist. And that's like, it touches you. So it's like, ding, ding, hey, 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 down here, look at me. And oh my gosh, I had to, I was like, I don't know why I have this on. I got to shut it off. So that's the reason why I haven't gotten an Apple Watch yet, even though I know I can turn off all those notifications. Then why have the watch? <laughs> I have a real, not a fear, but a just, it's so unnecessary for me. Because I can put my phone down for hours, mm-hmm. especially now, and not think about it or just not be tempted That's so to check good. it. I admire that. And I so cannot. Much about 
I couldn't imagine having it attached to my wrist. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, just as a side note, tangent, that when mine dies, I'm not getting another one. So the second thing is to turn off the badge icons, which I, like I said, I'm speaking from iPhone land, but on your iPhone, it's the little red thing that tells you how many of something that you're missing out on like your red <laughs> when you open up your phone it says you have five text messages and set five and that five. red i yep. just yeah or have you ever seen the people who are psychopaths and they have like 1482 emails that oh. are unread how i you y'all need help you need to go get that shit figured out and you know i'm talking about you and Angie. if it's your junk email and you don't ever check it then turn off put that badge away yes turn that shit off Delete the icon. Yeah. Put it on Get like it your off. third page. Yes. I know Angie, my older sister Angie listens to this podcast and so I'm calling your ass out right now. You need to get rid of that shit. <laughs> I looked at her phone one day and I'm like, how's oh that possible? Gosh, you have 4,000 unread emails? No. Why don't you just, you, you, you know what you need to my do? My fucking head would explode. You need to just close the account and get a new one. <laughs> Why have it? What's the point? <laughs> I don't know. My junk so, email? One thing, my junk email, I do not have an icon. It's an old ass Yahoo account. Mm-hmm. I use Gmail now and I manage my Gmail accounts as I should and they are well maintained. Yeah. My junk email can sit there and fester, but it is not an icon on my phone. I have to go on my computer or go and on the web and actually log in and see That's that smart. when I subscribe to something, like I just want to check something out and I have to like give like my your, email out. It's like your shit email. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those too. Shit on this. Yeah. I don't want your email. Go to this one. It's yeah. my it's my toilet. I love that. <laughs> I love your toilet email. <laughs> so when you turn those badge icons off, the exceptions to this rule are text messages and phone calls because you know, we all have to communicate still on our devices otherwise why have them those are the two most important right exactly um but when you turn like the email badge icon that's a lifesaver i'm a business owner so i feel like i'm constantly on all the time anyway so looking down at my phone when i would open up my phone just to do something maybe like to take a photo or check the weather or do something that was purposeful i would find myself getting distracted by those little numbers and then i would waste a whole shitload of time going through things that I didn't need to be doing that were unimportant or not urgent. Um, So turn those off. Do yourself a favor. I swear it will save you so much time. And uh, the other beautiful thing about that as a business owner, and even if you aren't, I don't even think to check emails on the weekends anymore because I still, because you still get people emailing you on the weekends. People don't stop just because you're not open for business. Mm -hmm. They're going to wait. They're going to hope that you see it first thing Monday. Well, now I really do see it first thing Monday or Tuesday, actually, because yep. I don't work Mondays, but it's a lifesaver. Um, the other thing, and I stole this from Tim Ferriss, so it's not original to me, um, but I have used it, and it's batching your email time. So I personally try for three times a day. Sometimes I can't do this. Like I said, sometimes these work really well. Sometimes you got to pick and choose, but then I quit my email app while I'm while I'm not doing like I'll batch I'll do all my email sends I'll reply and then I'll quit the app if anyone asks why I didn't get back to them within like five seconds which is ridiculous but that's everybody's (laughs) expectations nowadays I just say you know what I'm focused on getting everything done and doing my best work without distraction and usually nobody will ever argue with that and if they do they're a psychopath and you need to walk away just walk away they don't belong in your life. Yeah. They're crazy. 
Can we go back to the notifications? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the things that helped me the most, working for a large corporation and being responsible for multiple locations and large number of people was shutting off my notifications because not only would I get emails from my network, Mm -hmm. like my local network, but it was like corporate notifications and all these other things, things that didn't even pertain to my job or my responsibilities. And I didn't have like a dinging. It would just, my phone would vibrate and then it would vibrate and it would vibrate again. And I had to shut that off. I don't have any notifications to my social media unless someone invites me to an event because mm-hmm. I'll miss those. If I don't get a notification, I tend to miss events. And if someone tags me in things, I don't like anyone tagging me and stuff. I want to know because then I usually end up hiding it anyway. I don't add it to my timeline. I like to manage that. Right. Shutting off notifications for my email and my social media has been critical to, one, getting adequate time for myself not getting distracted for much needed time away from work, much needed sleep. It would go off in the middle of the night because yes. people are in different time zones. My husband sending does. you drives me nuts. So we have Jake, Jenna, Kyle, and I have a shared Instagram message. And the four of us message and send ridiculous things and sometimes disgusting things on there. And they're funny and I check it. Mm-hmm. But mine does I have to go on Instagram to see it. So Kyle's phone through the night will just continue to vibrate and it goes off and it goes off. I'm like, what is going off? And it could be our Instagram group. It could be text messages. It could be his email. It, it doesn't seem to upset him, but I just know how much that it makes me twinge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't know how it doesn't distract him because I know how much it distracted me, but I think it does. I just... Yeah. I think he doesn't realize how much it does because he hasn't talked about it. Jake's phone does the same thing where he doesn't shut off any of the notifications, at least to Instagram. And that's like his only social media app he uses. And I'll be sending things because he goes to sleep before I do at night. And I usually use the 15 minutes before I go to sleep to veg out on Instagram. (laughs) So I'm like sending him little messages for the morning. I'm like, this is everybody when they wake up tomorrow. These are all my funnies. (laughs) And then it's like... And I'm like, fuck, why is your phone going off? And then he looks at me like, why are you sending me shit? And I'm like, go back to sleep. You're supposed to turn that shit on airplane mode at night. But it's anyway. supposed to be your morning surprises and you ruined yeah, it. Yeah, you're ruining all the morning <laughs> funny surprises. So yes, Jake's is the same way and it drives me crazy. But I'm glad that you shutting off your notifications has helped you tremendously. You talk about a game changer and it's huge for me too. reduce anxiety and stress. Because it isn't your phone flashing at you. Hey, over here, something that's acting more important than anything else, but it's not. Yeah, and I was actually, I watched that show with Katie Couric. She was just thinking that earlier. She was, she did the thing where they did this distraction test where they had their phones in the room and they were supposed to try to concentrate on something and they had somebody text or call and what the brain waves did when that happened and they weren't allowed to check their phones and how much anxiety they had. It's just not worth having them go off. Seriously, we can function Mm -hmm. without them. You can schedule breaks to check your phone if you need to, but turning off the notifications and the badge icons are critical. Simon Sinek did a video about that where he said even the distraction to others. Oh, yeah. 
Even, even having your phone in your hand. Having your phone in your hand. If you're having a conversation with someone else and you have your phone in your hand, you're acting like something else more important can potentially come up yeah. while you're having this conversation with me. So he says, even if he's not on his phone, if I'm holding my phone, I'm in front of everyone talking. What does this yeah. look like? He's like, if I were to give this whole talk with my phone in my hand, do you think that it would feel like I'm engaging with you as much? Or is this phone is kind of like the you know, the distraction. It is. It's a distraction. So, it's like a distraction going to a meeting, for others too, yeah. And everybody has their phones on the table. That's also a huge distraction. I hate when I was in a, an important meeting with, say, like a one-on-one with a leader in the company. And they may not have their phone out on the table, like even face down. They're like, turn your phone over. Well, it's still there. It still has a presence. It really does because our phones, we can manage businesses. We can run our lives on our phones. Mm-hmm. And even if it was in their pocket, it would like vibrate and I could hear it and then they would have to like shut it off. And I was just like, oh, it it just brings itself. It brings attention to itself in a way that it's so distracting that we just get anxiety from it Mm -hmm. and we lose time. And it's the easiest way, I think, to really reclaim wasted time is just by turning your notifications down. Okay, so the next one is a big one. And I've said before that we need to start a movement for this one and it's to stop multitasking we for some reason put this gold standard on multitasking and we we pretend that we can do it number one nobody can do it but we pretend like we can and then we really like pride ourselves in that like people are going to open office environments where there's no walls it's just everybody sitting in one big pool of desks cluster yeah totally and and you know people think that having a slack and your email and why didn't you answer my slack and why don't you answer my email and all those things and and still get everything that you need to get done done it's just crazy the expectation that oh not only is multitasking a good thing and you should be good at it but it's something we revere so this needs to stop it's a whole bunch of horse shit and they, they actually say it takes up to 25 minutes to get your focus back after a distraction. So there's zero benefit to multitasking. It's a great big fat myth. It doesn't work. And it goes back to staying on task and doing your best work. And to eliminate that distraction um, altogether is just critical. No more multitasking. It's not a real thing. You're not a, you're not a robot. You're a human being. It's different to listen to a podcast while you're cooking because you're Mm -hmm. using two different parts of your brain you're using a very task oriented part with a very thinking oriented part if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody like if i were sitting here with you Lindsay, and you're telling me an important thing about your day and i'm looking down at my phone "Uh uh-huh yeah sure great uh uh-huh I can't read something on my phone or be invested in my phone and you at the same time yeah and i wouldn't i would know that you weren't you weren't engaged in that and I wouldn't feel like my story mattered and maybe it doesn't matter to you really but it matters to me so I feel like you know as my friend you should you should care absolutely (laughs) you know multitasking is detrimental on so many levels for your productivity for your relationships like if you think that you can hold a conversation with somebody that's important while looking at your phone you are absolutely mistaken and you really need to reevaluate yourself because that's just not it's not okay ever 
So we're just going to stop multitasking right now, everybody, okay? We're never, ever going to put that on a it resume as a strength ever exist. again. <laughs> it does not exist. Our brains do not function that way. Yeah. And it's like what Jenna said earlier. You can do something, you know, thought-provoking or task-oriented, you know, and do that differently. And I know all the moms out there and be like, oh, I, you know, I multitask. I am a great multitasker. No, you're not. Mm-mm. You can do laundry in the background while cleaning something else or cooking or working on your business or playing with the kids or, or whatever. I can do laundry in the background. I cannot yeah, interact can. with my yeah. child and then respond to emails. I right. cannot, you know, give Kyle the attention he needs and look on Instagram. It just, it does not work. And it's if, not possible. Exactly. And if you were to add up, those minutes that you lost having to refocus on whatever it is the important thing that you're trying to do while multitasking all the other things you would probably shit your pants because (laughs) you just lost a ton of time for no reason because you think that you can do it all at one time and you can't so we're gonna we're gonna knock that shit off no more multitasking um, the next one is near and dear to my heart as I just got done doing the fall, what I call the fall purge, <laughs> um, clear the clutter. Physical clutter can be a major distraction. And most oftentimes the messiness of our environment is directly correlated to how messy our heads are. So if you clear the clutter, you'll gain mental clarity too. And this goes for your physical environment, wherever you are, think about your desk. Is your desk a mess? Is your room a mess? Is your house, you know, whatever it is, wherever you're spending your time, is it a, is it messy or is it tidy? It doesn't have to be perfectly clean. It doesn't have to be OCD, over the top, organized, but it should be tidy and clear of clutter and visual crap that is basically just serves as noise to your day. Yeah, it, it, that also could be a distraction. The other thing that I want to talk about for clutter is digital clutter. I'm guilty of this because I I have a lot going on during the day. So I'm downloading multiple attachments, images, I'm uploading. I'll save things to the desktop on my computer and I'll be like, I'll file that later. I don't. And then by the end of the week, it looks seriously like Hiroshima on my desktop. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? A bomb just went off. My downloads folder is out of control. Get rid of, go through, file your stuff. Get rid of all the crap that you don't need anymore. Free up that space on your computer. Mm -hmm. That matters too, because that's really, like, whenever I clear out my downloads folder, I feel like, (sighs) I can breathe again. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really starting to give me anxiety. So I'm so glad you brought that up. About monthly, once a month, I would go through and organize my desktop on my work laptop because I had so many things I would upload and I would save and I would have attachments and I would forget to delete it. Mm-hmm. And I would have to, I would reopen them again and again, not remembering what they were. And that was a time waster, such a waste of time. And yeah. Because you're like, when I know I only need so many folders on my desktop and I had God knows how many random files saved just because I needed it for a different time. Yeah. But then I didn't get rid of it. It really does help. Yeah. I'll go through my photos on the airplane when, you know, you get the time to kill that you're just sitting there. I'll go through my photos and I'll get rid of duplicates because I sometimes... I don't even know why I do this, but I'll take multiple pictures of the same dog in the same position. Or your accidental screenshots of your homepage. Yes. I really (laughs) do not need 17 pictures of Charlie looking at me with the same face. (laughs) One is fine. 
So um, any little opportunity that you can get to clear that out too, like waiting at the doctor's office or anything where you're, you have a little bit of time, you can easily clean up your phone too. That's, that's a good one. Can I talk about something about decluttering? Yeah. Like if you're talking about getting rid of things, like you just did your fall purge, like getting rid of items. Mm-hmm. You inspired me to go through some things today as well. And I was like hanging up some stuff that I wanted to like get out of the closet and like get on the walls that, and it felt good. Like I freed up like And it looks two... so good. Thanks. Yeah. I moved some things around, redid my guest room, put some stuff, but like, I'm like, I could reuse this and utilize it and repurpose it. And then I got rid of some stuff. I have like a whole donation pile in the other room, but a tip for decluttering, if you're having a hard time parting with something, you can take a picture of it and save it and keep it somewhere and then get rid of the item. Because just because it had emotional value or sentimental value because someone gave you something doesn't mean that you need to keep it. Take a picture of it if you want it, if you want to remember it, but you have that memory of it already. Think about the memory that it serves. If you're yeah. not using it or if you haven't used it in the last six months, get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. And that's a good point. Things that have sentimental value, like cards, for example. Somebody, like my mom. Take a picture of them. I'll take a photo of it or I'll scan it in and then I have it still. But then I don't have to. But I mean the ones that I'll keep certain ones. But yes, that's That's so good. That's such a good That's a perfect example. The ones that mean the most, you know. Mm -hmm. I've taken pictures of several cards where people have, you know, acknowledgments for taking care of their loved one Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. All my acknowledgments. I have photos of. Yeah. I don't need a box in my closet full of cards. Yeah, that's a really good tip. I love, love, love that. So the last tip on how to ditch distractions is just adopting a no tolerance policy, which just means absolutely not tolerating distractions so that you can produce monumental quality and quantity in a very short time. So if that's your policy is is to eliminate, mitigate, or cut down on distractions, it's a no tolerance. You you don't give yourself wishy-washy permission to, you know, allow distractions sometimes and then other times, you know, stick mm-hmm. to it, bend the rules sometimes and no to- like zero It's tolerance. not an option. Yes, no option. You have to be disciplined about cutting back on the distractions where you can, how you can. Mm-hmm. So that's that one. The next thing that prevents us from having time abundance, and this is something everybody does except for the one if there is anybody who does not struggle with this i want to meet you and shake your hand um it's procrastination seriously i think that we all have had this struggle or struggle with it daily weekly monthly quarterly everybody has it at some point where we're putting something off for reasons we we actually have a lot of reasons why we procrastinate and the first one is paralysis by analysis. Feeling that the task at hand is so daunting that it would just be easier to say, I'll do it later or mm-hmm. put it off or it's the opposite of eating the frog. You're like, that just feels like it's a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of my energy. I just no, don't thank have you. it right now. I'm walking away. I'm going to watch, you know, 10 episodes of Handmaid's Tale instead because that's, that's something that would be way better than that huge project that I'm supposed to be doing. So that's the first one. And then the second one is fear. That's a huge reason. And it's usually the one that we can't put our thumb on. We're like, I don't know why I don't want to do it, but I don't want to do it. But it's the big reason why we procrastinate. Doing the thing is scary. It means putting ourselves out there. It means taking a risk. It means being vulnerable. It means 
opening ourselves up to rejection. I know a lot of times for me in my line of work, I'm a creative. And anytime you're creative, you're, you're basically creating something that didn't exist before. And a lot of it is your own sweat, blood, and tears, and you put it out into the world and everybody gets to then tear it apart (laughs) or praise you and say you're you're amazing at what you do. But either way, you're taking a risk. Hopefully more of the latter. Yeah. I mean, it, after a certain time, you kind of get used to that, but it's, you know, being, doing things worth doing are always scary. And so we, we kind of want to try to pull back and maybe do something else instead because that's less scary it's more Mm -hmm. comfortable it just doesn't feel yucky i always say nothing worth having is easy exactly we buffer as a form of procrastination um eating drinking smoking social media we tech ourselves to death um tv we we do anything to avoid the thing and you name it you can use something as a buffer to do something else other than the thing. Author Benjamin Hardy said it best. Most people lack the confidence to go big. They prefer the dopamine boost of getting lots done, even if they aren't making any progress. Instant gratification. Yep. Yep. Procrastination is a chemical thing. Instant gratification gives us a dopamine boost that makes us feel good. It's like the same feeling that we get when we cross something off of our list. Incremental accomplishments give us that feel good feeling and instant gratification does the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So we would rather seek out things that are going to make us feel good right now instead of delaying that gratification for after the thing that we don't want to do is done and then getting the dopamine boost. You know, the handmaid's tale dopamine boost is right now. It's not after I have to climb that damn mountain or, you know, push through that creative block or whatever I have to get it done. Mm -hmm. So that is why we procrastinate and why it's so easy to procrastinate. I have a few things, actually two things that I think are good for pushing through. And Lindsay has a couple too, um, how to ditch the procrastination or how to at least mitigate it to a certain point or use it to your advantage. And the first one is called Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law is the adage that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So basically it means if you give yourself a week to do something, kind of like when back when we were in school and the teacher would give you a project and she's like, this is due, this essay or whatever it is, is due at the end of next week. And you know when I was doing it? Guess. The night before. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> We all were pulling all nighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later, and then pretty soon, doing it later means the night before, and then you're busting your chops to get it done by the hair on your chin, handing it in, and hopefully getting a good grade. That's just you know one example. So instead of giving yourself the full week, you can use Parkinson's law to your advantage and say it's kind of a game where you're like, eh, I, you know, I could take a week on this or I could give myself two hours to get that same project done today. And then you get two hours and then that's all you get. Mm -hmm. Not a week, not a month, not four hours, two hours. Two. And um, creating less time for yourself than what you need will automatically help you get it done faster and easier than you would have otherwise. So that's kind of how you can use Parkinson's Law as a way to 
kind of beat procrastination at its own game. Like instead of putting it off or waiting till the very last minute, you know, you said that the thing that we hear often is I work so well under pressure. I work so well when I'm just under pressure and I get it done. Yeah. It's like, and, and well, I, no kidding. Yeah. Cause you only have so much time to do it. So of course you're going to work well under pressure. Yeah. And at the last minute, well, I just work well at the last minute. Yep. Well, no shit, because you have no other choice. Exactly. Yeah. So Tim Metz says, when you have less time available for work, you have to make better choices about what you're working on and what you're not going to work on. So that is the way that Parkinson's Law can work in your life and um, really kind of help you manage your time better and then not have to waste time. Also, one of the things that it does is help manage perfectionism because if you only give yourself an hour or two and I'm not saying give yourself an hour and make it sloppy shitty work Mm -hmm. I'm saying give yourself that hour to fully concentrate without distraction on getting your shit done and then you'll get it done faster you also can't sit there and ulcerate over doing something perfectly you do it you get it done in the time allotted and you're you're looking for a b minus not an a plus a b minus is still amazing work and then you're going to get it out the door. So there's killing two birds with one yeah. stone, procrastination and perfectionism. One thing I just thought of when you're talking about the Parkinson's law was you're really budgeting your time. You have a limited resource and you're budgeting that. It's just like if you have so much money, you want to make that and and have that go as far as you can and utilize that the best you can. So just like you would take $100 and you'd want to budget that and put it towards the mm-hmm. most you can, you're budgeting your 24 hours in a day and making the most use of the the resource that you have, just like money, to your advantage. Yeah, if minutes were money, we would be spending our time way differently Yeah, than what we do. Think about that for a second. Like, I'm so glad you brought that up because if you – Seriously, if we had, what is it? I think Jeremy Scott says it's 86,400 seconds in the day. Oh, you're going to have to double check me on that. If that were dollars. So different. Would you just spend, you know, $50, $60 on social media? I wouldn't. <laughs> no. For example. So, yeah, like you definitely can use Parkinson's Law as a way to budget your time just like you would money. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, this one, the next way to stop procrastinating or at least to curb it is your little trick that you've learned and it's don't be lazy. And I'm using it in quotes, quote, don't be lazy. Quote unquote, don't be lazy. Tell us about that. So this might sound cheesy, but I'm not kidding. Like this really works. So when I'm feeling like that lull in the day or unmotivated and I have a task at hand and I'm whether I haven't started at all or I'm just midway through it or just about to finish it and I'm feeling that, well, I can do it later or it's not due until tomorrow at noon. I I have this extra time. I literally tell myself, don't be lazy. I tell Mm -hmm. myself in my head or sometimes I even say it out loud, don't be lazy, don't be lazy, don't be lazy. I don't want to be a lazy person. I don't know anyone that wants to be a lazy person. And I... I'm holding myself accountable. I'm accountable to other people. And I want to show up. I want to get it done. So you deserve to get it done. And you deserve to give your 100%. So when you feel like you're giving that 80% and you need to show up with that 100%, if you just say, don't be lazy, or maybe another mantra that's similar, 
it, it just, it switches your brain because it, it creates that awareness. It's that mindfulness that comes back in where you're now in the present, like I'm being lazy. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't have the option right now. It's not an option. Yeah. No one wants that label slapped upon themselves. And I don't want to go home feeling Mm-mm. or, 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 or to feel lazy. To Nobody feel lazy. To feel that way. Yeah. Regardless. I don't, I, I love that. I like going to bed at night and laying my head on the pillow knowing I kicked ass that day. And the days I don't, you know, that task that you didn't finish, you're going to be thinking about it that night. You're going to be stressing about it. So why not just get it done? Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. It's that discipline. And And it is difficult, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. I love, 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 love that. I haven't used that, but I'm going to because it just seems like something that would really... I personally would get motivated by that. I've told my teams that at work before, like, and I hated to admit, I'm like, I hate to admit this. I'd raise my hand. Like I have to like, these are things that help me because I'm accountable to everyone in this room. I have to say, don't be lazy because I have to show up and Mm -hmm. I want to, but sometimes we all just, we all don't show up as our best. We all get a little lazy and we don't like, that's not something that we like about our, you know, our, our disposition from time to time is to be lazy. So I, that's a very, I think, But the most successful people are the ones that don't have those excuses and they're ones that overcome it and do it anyway. The discipline. So the next one is taking a mental break. So this isn't permission to procrastinate a mental break does not mean take the time to just not do what you want to do to avoid doing what you need to do it's a rejuvenation yeah you need a mental break we all get overwhelmed we have that mental exhaustion and we really do just need a moment of clarity to rejuvenate ourselves and to just kind of hit it have a little restart midday Mm -hmm. or in the morning whatever that looks like for you During the day, if I was just hitting a wall or I was frustrated, and definitely when I was having a challenging time, whether it was with an employee, it was with a client, it was with, you know, just something that was being demanded of me with work, and and it was just a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. I would go outside. My my mental clarity is stepping outdoors because most of us work inside. Most of yeah. us are in an office situation. No windows, just very yeah. No windows. It's very bleak. Lighting. Yeah, get the fresh air, even if it's not sunny. But if it's sunny, please step out in the sunshine. Get that vitamin D and soak up that sun. I wouldn't say any more than ten minutes. Any more than ten minutes, you're wallowing in something else. Right. You gotta. You gotta just get limit up. that time because yeah. you sitting still for five minutes is a long time. So anyone that practices like meditation or or just that that stillness mindful like mindful breathing right that's a long time so i wouldn't take any more than 10 minutes but get outside have that mental clarity you're going to come in and feel like you just had a little break yeah it's good too like it's going to restart that motivation that momentum you're like i'm going to get this done now because you've stepped away you've given yourself because you're a human being not a machine exactly you need a break like what is this what are they i think there's that little saying that says you know, computers work better if you unplug them sometimes, and so do you. Like your wireless, where you yeah. have to unplug it, count to 10, and plug it back in, yeah. and it works so much better. Yeah. Reset your modem, which is your brain. Just give yourself a little break. It's yeah. so helpful. I know when I'm facing like creative block, or I've been looking at a blank canvas for too long, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get a snack. I'm going to go kiss and love on my dogs, 
or go sit outside for just a second or take the dog for a quick walk and then I come back and it's so much easier Mm -hmm. to refocus just because I've gotten to get my brain uncluttered with just not Mm -hmm. having to think about it for 10 minutes if you have the option to especially go on a quick walk around your parking lot around the neighborhood so beneficial yeah love it so one more thing about procrastination though okay so we talked about the the instant gratification and that dopamine hit when you cross something off your to-do list and you accomplish something. Mm-hmm. One way to help with procrastination is breaking down your goals into smaller increments. Mm-hmm. And we may have touched on this on before, yep. but I want to mention it one more time because a daunting task, can you can really get stuck in that analysis paralysis yep. and quit that goal. So if you have a goal such as starting your website or building a website, you're going to want to break that down into searching a domain name, finding a host. I love that. That's so true. Looking up stock photos, you know, and and researching and breaking each one down into different steps and then crossing each step off your list because when you cross that off, you're going to have that gratification. So we're not filling ourselves with unnecessary instant gratification, but we want to con- we want to continue to motivate ourselves and keep that momentum going to complete the bigger goal. So by breaking down those bigger goals will really help with that and help with that procrastination because it won't seem so daunting and you're going to give yourself the permission to continue. Yeah, I love that so much making it easier for yourself to tackle the task instead of just looking at this huge mountain that you have to climb Mm -hmm. instead being like okay this is the way forward if you can figure it out that's awesome i love that so the final thing that i want to leave you guys with and this can help with procrastination but it also helps with distractions and fluff and all of the things that you know basically waste our time and that's focus and Focus is obviously important because we're talking about being focused instead of being balanced, being focused instead of being distracted. But focus is actually an acronym and it means follow one course until successful. So if you can get on the path to getting something done, so so making up your mind to actually start, just start. Stay focused on that one thing until you've at least put a little dent in it or you've made, like Lindsay just said, you've crossed one thing off the list, you've put a dent in the project, you're in the right direction, you're going to create the inertia and the momentum to keep going. Um, So focus is obviously stay focused, but remember, follow one course until successful. Usually when you get past the start of something, that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we've said in the previous so podcast, much. getting your shoes on, getting your ass out the door to go to the gym. That's the hardest part. When you're there, it's not so bad. Same with other projects. Just start. Use the momentum. Follow the course until you're successful. Don't stop. And also follow one course until successful. You you might have, say you do something and you fail at it. So you're learning something new and that's part of what you've been procrastinating on or you have been trying to get accomplished. And you, I'm using air quotes, you fail. So basically you just learned one way it didn't work. 
you weren't successful. So you need to keep going back mm-hmm. and you keep focusing on it until you are. So yeah. don't give up, basically. You were successful in completing the tasks you needed. You weren't successful in your overall goal or the outcome. Yeah. But you were successful in getting there and now you just need to tweak it and then redo it. And every time you redo it, it's going to be easier. And you're learning, right? Yeah. So um, best-selling author Jeff Goins once wrote, the most successful people I know are not busy. They're focused. I love that. It's going on my letter board tonight. Yes. So don't be busy. Be focused. Be focused. Get rid of the fluff. Get rid of the distractions and start to get nip that procrastination in the bud. Because once you do that, you will have so much time. You'll have what we've said at the beginning is time abundance. And you will be able to find more time in your day in order to get the important things done the time is there it's just organizing it and budgeting it in a way that works for you yeah and get rid of the bullshit the bullshit's what's dragging you down and you don't need it in your life i love this topic i'm so glad you did this yay good job it was a good one it was a good one don't you just love how we toot our horns at the end of our podcast? <laughs> We're like, yes, we did a thing. And you know what? Why not? Because we talked about this, celebrating successes. Yeah. We're you, putting ourselves out there. We're getting vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, it can be weird talking yeah, about stuff. People might not like us. Some of you might be like, you guys are full of shit and we're not listening. Okay. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> we're really enjoying this. We love bringing all this content you to you guys and... It's so fun for Jen and I to sit here and talk about these things and it inspires us too to be better. And I just, I can't imagine what it does for everyone else that's listening. I hope you guys get a lot yeah. of, out of it because even though we practice these things and and we teach them, but just reconnecting with them gives us more motivation too. I know it does for me. So yeah, I'll be like, oh, I forgot in my last podcast, I said one of my values was don't be an asshole. And I was kind of a bitch today. So <laughs> I better check myself. Jake will be like, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. It's one of your values. Thanks, honey, for holding me accountable. I love you. Thanks, <laughs> smelly butthole today. <laughs> and I also, you know, going back to the Facebook page, I love that we have, we're starting a little community over there and, and supporting everybody. And so this is really about, you know, uh, as, as we always say, creating, creating a space for all of us to share what works for everyone else so that we can share it with you and get ideas for future episodes. So, mm-hmm. and, um, we will see you next week. Same time, same place. We'll be here. All right. Hope you are too. See you later. Bye. Bye.